the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings, it's meeting time. Before we begin, I want to thank those of you that have supported this ministry financially on a consistent basis. You know who you are, and we love and appreciate you. Now, last week, we reviewed the fourth step of recovery, that we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of our lives. With pen in hand, we took some action by journaling and revealing the brokenness of our sinful lifestyle and the roadblocks to lasting recovery. It's in this soul-searching self-examination that we discover the root cause of our physical, mental, and spiritual disorder, and we uncover Satan's traps and tricks that he tries to use to cut us off from God while we continue in this addictive ritual. Now, as we found out, these traps are many. Denial, self-centeredness, fear, resentments, pride, envy, dishonesty, greed, lust, just to name a few. And then we acknowledge the people, places, and things that have caused us pain. We acknowledged the wrongs that we've done causing pain to others. Recovery literature suggests that in our honest evaluation, we begin to see the patterns of behavior that enslave us and that have caused us consequences and trouble time and time again. So what do we do with all the behaviors, secrets, sins, and the mess we've discovered about ourselves? With our written inventory in hand, It's time to apply the fifth step of recovery. We admitted to God, to ourselves, and another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Folks, that's called confession. It's time to come out of hiding. It's time to take off the masks. And I know for many of you, that's a scary thought. At this stage of our recovery, too many of us want to hide this inventory rather than come out of hiding. We balk at this principle. We tell ourselves, number one, we've already admitted to ourselves what we've written. Folks, who are we kidding? That's not soul-searching. Two, God already knows everything about us. I have Christ in my life. I'm forgiven. Once again, That's not confessing the exact nature of our wrongs. And three, if we confess to someone else, we'll be found out. The person hiding beneath the facade will be revealed, and we have too much to lose. Our relationship is at risk. And here's a big one. We may have to confess our favorite sin, give it up, and be held accountable. That's real scary. Now, where do you think these negative thoughts are coming from? They're coming from Satan. 
We must remember that this sin-bred disease called addiction is demonic. Satan doesn't want you to admit anything. He wants you to take the Fifth Amendment rather than apply the fifth step to your life. He wants you to tell yourself that you refuse to admit anything so that you don't incriminate yourself. He'll use his traps of denial, pride, and fear to sabotage our ongoing recovery. He wants us to revert back to our old behaviors, pull us back into this addictive lifestyle. He wants to keep us in bondage, control us until we end up in jails, institutions, or death. Folks, he wants you and me to die. Now that's what I call scary. Let me remind you of what we learned in previous meetings of what it takes to be freed of Satan's control, how this program works for healing to take place. How, H, is for honesty, O, for open-mindedness, and W, for willingness. That's the formula for finding this new way of life. We have to be honest, open-minded, and willing. And without these commitments, we stay stuck and continue being enslaved in the bondage of Satan's control. Our recovery not only requires that we look inward, it demands that we confess what we find inside. We must be willing to start ridding ourselves of the garbage dump polluting our soul. As the old saying goes, confession is good for the soul. I'll tell you this, it was good for my soul. Applying this spiritual principle to my life was the most beautiful and cleansing experience you can imagine. Once the pollution and heavy burns were extracted from my inner being through confession, did I fully realize and felt what it was like to be born again. And that, my friend, is waiting for you if you're willing to confess and you rid yourself of your pollution. Satan doesn't want us to proceed with this principle, but there's someone who does, and that's God. And he tells us this in the scripture I asked you to reference, James 5, verse 16, and Galatians 6, 2. James teaches, confess your sins to each other, pray for each other so that you may be healed. Paul teaches to share each other's burdens. Listen, admitting our wrongs to another person, that's so powerful, but it's the most frightening commitment. So let's tackle this fear first. I've learned and experienced that without confession, there can be no healing. You cannot heal a wound by saying it's not there. It's called denial. We're deceiving ourselves. And I've also learned that the New Testament focuses on our relation with others. God works through people. James makes it clear that our recovery and healing comes as we confess our wrongs, our sins, and pray for each other. You see, when we're only talking to ourselves, it's too easy to minimize the exact nature of our wrongs, and we act as if we don't have a problem, or 
We use the blame game. We blame others for our problems and we remain a victim. Without the impact of another person, we miss this opportunity for feedback and to see the truth clearly. It's only when we hear ourselves audibly confessing the exact nature of our wrongs that we can break the pattern of lies, self-deception, isolation, and pride. Paul teaches to share our burdens with one another. Folks, burdens are our secret sins, our traps, our trials, and our temptations. In Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen, we learn, He who conceals his sin does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. It's God's word that assures us by sharing our secret sins with others will loosen the grip of Satan's power over us. When we fess up, we can shed our past, shed our mask, come out of hiding, and move on to a productive future. I know that it takes boldness, courage, and humility to share the good, bad, and ugly of our inner being with another person. But let me assure you, sharing our life story can be one of the most important interactions of our lives. Now, I also know you're asking, who do I pick to hear my confession? We want to select a loving, caring person. This person must be dependable and trustworthy, someone that won't be shocked or offended by what we reveal. It's a person who will provide unconditional acceptance. There's no doubt that your priest or pastor are the obvious choices. Many of us have found this person at the recovery meetings. That's what happened for me. For me personally, I chose my Christian sponsor, my dear friend, Sam Catano. After all, who can better understand what we are attempting than those who have done it for themselves, those that are applying these 12 principles to their lives and truly understand God's healing power through this recovery process. Remember, God works through people. Let me make a suggestion. You need to pray and ask God to send a person who's more interested in your spiritual wholeness, welfare, and freedom than in your transgressions. Someone who can listen with compassion and acceptance, not judgment. If you have asked Jesus to be your Savior, if you're truly on the road to recovery, I promise you that in God's time, He will reveal to you the person that has ears to hear a heart of confession, and wisdom that will encourage you and pray for you on your pathway to freedom. Now, as far as admitting our sins to ourselves, let's get right to the point. Our addictive lifestyle is a facade. Our whole being is one big lie. We are Christians with secret addiction. In our denial, our secret sins, our lies to others and to ourselves birth serious consequences. Look, God is loving, merciful, and forgiving, but he's also a just God, and our sins bring out God's anger, tough love, and discipline. 
In 1 John 1, 8, we learn if we claim to be without sin, we're deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Folks, it's in this step that we must be truthful with ourselves. It's in black and white in our inventory, and reading it out loud breaks our denial. Acknowledging and admitting it brings the truth out of us. Knowing that truth will set you free. And I've shared all that to say this, to thine own self be true. Next week, we're going to continue our introductions of the fifth step by saving the best for last, confessing to our loving and forgiving God. And I want you to reference Hebrew 4, verses 14 through 16. Amen.